Lord Jesus. Uh, and then the song there, If Ever I Love Thee, My Jesus, tis now Brother Geist giving that testimony on, on red lights and, and green lights. Boy, you know, our life has red lights and green lights in it, doesn't it? Uh, there are times we go and there are times that we're stopped. And a lot of times the green lights, we forget to thank God for them. We don't even think of them. We're like, like ah, this red light. And uh, maybe you should say, thank you, Lord, for a red light where I have a little bit of time to thank you for all the green lights I just went through. Thank you for a time to slow me down. Because there's so many things I haven't been grateful for. And now at this red light, I have a chance. Gratefulness. Gratefulness. It's, uh, it's important all 12 months of the year. Uh, but uh, we, we take some special time to learn to count our blessings and name them one by one as the choir sang today. Let's turn to Luke 17. We're, we're talking about these 10 lepers. Uh, 10 were cleansed. And only one returned to thank Jesus for his cleansing. We started this last week, so I'll give a little bit of a review, and then we'll finish up these ideas today. But Luke chapter 17, uh, verses 11 through 19. As you're turning there, I remember being a young man, and young men, we can put away pizza, right? When you're, when you're a young guy, you can just put down pizza, and, and you learn some math skills. I, I've mentioned this before, uh, laughing at myself when I'm younger. You know, maybe there's five of you and somebody brings in a pizza. And young men start to do math right away. They start to think there's uh, five people and eight slices of pizza. I'm going to have a slice of pizza. But you begin to be worried about the other three. Who gets those? And so you're eating your slice of pizza thinking about, I wonder if I'll get another one of those. And you're eating and, 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 uh, and finally, you, you, maybe you get a slice or maybe uh, you don't. All right, mom, whoever brought the pizza says, and the extra ones go to those people or, or whatever it is, maybe. And the thing is, a lot of times you had this much joy eating that first slice of pizza because the whole time you were worried about the slice of pizza you may or may not get. And isn't that the way we are sometimes? Uh, you have God's blessings in your hand, right there. And you're worried about what may not be coming. And so you can't enjoy what's in your hands at the moment. And I think that's uh, all of us at times, isn't it? If you could say, oh Lord, look what I have. I've got a slice of pizza. This is wonderful. <laughs> And you enjoy, you savor that thing, and, and you're not worried. And, and then again, if, if somebody says, hey, there's another slice if somebody wants it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right, like you weren't doing the math. Uh, but, but to say, I'm not worried about that slice that I may or may not get. I've got a slice of pizza in my hand right now. Boy, Thanksgiving is where we learn to count our blessings. We're worried about the slice of pizza I might not get. And we can't enjoy the one we have in our hands at that very moment. Gratefulness. Gratefulness, an important part of our life. Luke 17, uh, verses 11 through 19, I'll read these. And I'll go through, through my points again and we'll finish up this, these ideas today. Luke 17, starting in verse 11 there. It came to pass 
as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. He entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers. So these poor men were, were diseased with an awful disease called leprosy. Uh, and thank the Lord that uh, uh, medicine now, at least in this country, I know there's leper colonies still in this world around us, but, but uh, in this country it's a disease we don't know much about anymore. Um, but here were ten men with leprosy which, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Uh, because of their disease, they were interested in what Jesus could do for them. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went. And again, we, we noticed there was some faith there. Because you're supposed to show yourself to the priest when it seems like maybe you've been cleansed. You, oh, oh, I, I thought I had leprosy, but the spot went away. Let me go to the priest and double check. And he might be able to say, yes, yes, you're, you're, you're clean. You're, you're, you can rejoin civilization. But these still had the disease on them. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. The Bible says, as they went, by faith, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Again, we mentioned last week, uh, here was one that was gloriously cleansed. And of course, he found himself on his face at the feet of Jesus. And we reminded ourselves that if we've been cleansed of spiritual leprosy, uh, sin, if we've been washed clean by the blood of the Lord Jesus and been saved, we've been cleansed of something far greater. Have we found ourselves in the same position, on our faces, at his feet, thanking him for the cleansing he's brought into our lives? Really, Thanksgiving is perspective, isn't it? Down here we're like, oh, Lord, you're not too bad, not too bad, keep at it, you, you can stand to do better. You can stand to do better, Lord. Uh, good try. Uh, keep the blessings flowing. You're doing all right. But you can stand to do better. When really, oh, Lord God, you are so marvelous. I don't know why you bless me as much as you do anyway. I can't get over how good you are to me. Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Verse 17, and Jesus answering and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Jesus didn't ooh and ah that somebody came back to thank him. Jesus expected to be thanked. And he said, weren't there ten? Where are the others? Were there not found that returned, uh, there are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Uh, uh, a matter of perspective. God, you could stand to do better. Or, God, I can't believe you bless me as much as you do. We, we, uh, we had these, uh, these six thoughts that we started giving last week. We, we noticed the company of the lepers. Um, they were united by a need in common. We saw the condition of the lepers. Uh, leprosy was a truly dreadful disease. We saw the cry 
of the lepers. Master, uh, have mercy on us. Then the command to the lepers, uh, go show yourselves unto the priests. Uh, we started to get into the cleansing of the lepers, and we ran out of time last week. As they went, they were cleansed. And then we see the, the contrast of the lepers. One returned, and nine went on with their lives, forgetting the one that had helped them so much. Let's pray, and we'll get into these thoughts today. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Uh, Lord, the sun is beautiful outside. That's wonderful. Thank you for being so good. But even if the sun was not shining, Lord, you're still good. Lord, even in the green lights of life, you are good. But there are times where there's a red life, uh, red light in life, and we feel stuck there. But you're still good. An opportunity to thank you for the green lights you've given us. Lord, you're so good. And we human beings, we're forgetful of those things. Help us to remember that all 12 months of the year, uh, this month we try to take some special time to learn the spiritual discipline of thankfulness, gratefulness. Thank you for the time we have together. We ask these things in Christ's precious name. Amen. So the company of the lepers, uh, they were uh, united by a need in common. And we remind ourselves that all of humanity, <laughs> we should be united by a need in common. God reminds us that we're all made of one blood. Every human being made of one blood. He says so in Acts 17, uh, verses 26 and 27. And hath made of one blood all nations of men. So I'm not saying that. God said it. I made all mankind of one blood. All nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitations that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us. All of humanity, we have, we have one blood. We have one need. We have one cure that we should be seeking after. We all have that spiritual leprosy. The Bible reminds us in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. Oh no, sinners deserve to die spiritually? Well, who are the sinners? Romans 3, 23 reminds us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are united by a need in common. We need God. Then we see the condition of, of the lepers. Uh, leprosy was a, a dreadful, dreadful disease and and uh, uh, four things about them, they were considered utterly unclean. Uh, Leviticus 13, 45, the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, his head bare. He shall put a covering on his upper lip and he shall cry, unclean, unclean. Boy, what a, th that was, he was supposed to walk around crying unclean. How nice it was for Jesus to show up and they could cry instead. What a wonderful cry to change from unclean, unclean to master, have mercy on us. Utterly unclean. They were considered to be uh, the living dead, uh, walking around in black to differentiate them from among the living. They were banished, outcasts from society. Uh, Leviticus 13, 46, all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled, he is unclean, he shall dwell alone without... The camp shall his habitation be hopelessly polluted. 
incurable by any human means whatsoever. God alone could help him. Then we saw the cry of the leper's master, have mercy on us. And again, Jesus is important. Jesus is important. He's got big places to be, important places to be, important people to talk to. But you know who? Jesus truly is important, but he makes each one of us important. But we can cry out to him, and you never have to worry about interrupting him, right? Right? I've had people say, Pastor, could I meet with you? I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're busy. (laughs) I'm like, hey, but that's my job. My job is to help the folks of this church. Don't ever apologize for asking me to do what I'm here to do. And sometimes we say, oh, I couldn't cry out to the master. He's just so busy. And Jesus says, even far more than me, don't ever apologize coming to me for help. Because that's what I came to do. That's what I came to be. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. The command to the lepers, go show yourselves unto the priests. And they could have said, no, uh, it doesn't make sense. We're still diseased. But they obeyed. By faith, they obeyed before it made sense. Armed only with the words of the Lord Jesus, they obeyed. And on their way, they were cleansed. Uh, We can't help but think in the Old Testament of Naaman and 2 Kings 5, the captain of the Ciceran host, when he went and, and he was told to dip seven times, and he said, that, dirty's, that, that river's dirty. I'm going to dip in a dirty river and come out clean? Uh, you, can, you can obey or not. Finally, a servant talked him into going and, and, and obeying, and he went down, and I'm sure he, I'm sh- the Bible doesn't say how much he examined himself each time, but you know if it was you... You're coming up out of the water and we're like, ah, I'm still diseased and there's a bit of mud in this sore. At least my disease was clean before. Now there's mud in with my disease. He goes down a second time and comes up and who knows what insect was on him that time. You know, it's like, get off. <laughs> and then a third time coming out and oh, I got some in my ear. I think I swallowed some. A fourth time and a fifth time and a sixth time. You know what? It's not working. But he didn't say dip six times. He said dip seven times. And and he made his way through the obedience. And on the other side, there was blessing. He came out clean. So these lepers, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. And they could have said, "Well, well, as soon as what you say makes sense to me, I'll do that. I'm still diseased. And no, they said, it makes sense because you said it. It makes sense because you said it. And they went, and on their way, the disease was cleansed. All right, so we have two things we'll we'll get through today. The the cleansing of the lepers, and then the the, the contrast of the lepers. So the cleansing of the lepers. The Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. Sometimes we wait for God to act, and we fail to to act by faith on his revealed word. 
Uh, Leviticus 14, verses 1 through 32, I'm not going to read it, but Leviticus 14, is, uh, it talks about the long process that, that took time and, and, and took expense to be pronounced clean by the priest. So you can see that Leviticus 14, uh, the, what it would have taken in the Old Testament to be, to, be, to be pronounced clean. And so here, Jesus sends them, and on their way, they were cleansed. Uh, and, and, and again, they, they, they would have wanted to have been uh, seen results before they went, but they obeyed God. They did what they were supposed to do based solely on the word of God. And that's what faith is. You're going to come to church and God is going to say, I want you to do this. And you, you're going to be tempted to say, show me something and I'll consider it. You're going to come to church and God's going to say, you know, stop watching those shows that, that, that are not pleasing to me. Uh, or, or drop some money in the offering plate. Make, make sure you're tithing on the increase that God gives you. Or, uh, live, you know, stop living this life. Start living this life. Do this. And you say, show me something and I might. And you might have it backwards. As soon as you know from God's word that he wants something, you start doing it. And God's blessing always follows obedience. Noah was told to build an ark. There, weren't, there wasn't flooding in those days. Armed only with God's word, he obeyed. And when the floods came, he, he and his boys and their wives and his wife, they were sure glad that somebody obeyed based only on the word of God. The floods did come and he had obeyed and they were ready Abraham left the Ur of the Chaldees based only on the word of God. And really that's how we get saved. The Bible says in Romans, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You listen and you find out that we're sinners and we need the Lord Jesus. And you say, oh, I'm not convinced yet. Why not? The moment God says something, that's faith. Faith is saying what God says is true and I will act on what he says that's what faith is. Here's a man who demonstrated faith in John chapter 4 at the end. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Galilee, a Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman said, Sir, come down ere my child die. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy son liveth. So all this, had, this man had were Jesus' words. The Bible says, And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour that he began to amend, get better. And they said, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew it was at the same hour in which Jesus had said unto him, Thy son liveth. And himself believed and his whole house. Oh my, what was it like? Did 
Were there people missing fingers? Did fingers grow back? Uh, did, ears, did, did ears grow back? And you'd say, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Jesus put an ear back on somebody's head. Remember that? Uh, Peter cut off Malchus's ear. Uh, you can, you know, Luke 22 and, and John 18, and Jesus restored his ear. So as they went, did they look down and there were fingers? Were there no fingers? Uh, uh, ears, parts of their nose where they had been missing. One thing was for sure, rotted skin was made whole. Oh, oh my. Wouldn't that have been exciting? Uh, it's so exciting when God pours out his blessing on obedience. Boy, the, the nine. Jesus wondered, where are the nine? We talked last week about so, sometimes there are people that fight off a, a terrible disease and they claw their way back to health. And they're so grateful for their health. Uh, uh, so this, this time of year, maybe there's a, people are coughing. <laughs> Brother Johnson knows about coughing. And Brother Johnson, boy, if he can go, <sighs> he would be like, ah, Lord, thank you. I just drew a deep breath and didn't, you know, cough like crazy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But, and then that would be him. But how many of us can, ah, oh, Lord, that's nice. Thank you. We take it for granted. Why is it that he would, oh Lord, thank you. You let me draw a deep breath. You're so good. You're so good. Why is it that we have to go through those hard times before we can take a deep breath and thank God for it? Why is it the person that has maybe the plantar fasciitis or some sort of a, 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 broken, a broken foot or some sort of foot? And so for the long time, every step is, is, is wrecked with pain. Oh, <laughs> and then finally, after maybe it, it feels like an eternity, and that foot is back to working again, and we can walk, and, and every step is, uh, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Why is it that it's the hard times that bring us to the point? Why isn't that everybody that says, thank you, Lord. 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 Because it's the hard times that teach us how wonderful healing is. It's those times where we can come to him and say, thank you, Lord, for, for physical cleansing. And oh, Lord, thank you for spiritual cleansing. Tonight we're going to have the communion service. It's where we're reminded that spiritual cleansing is oh so precious. A reminder that we should spend our time on our faces, at his feet, in his word, saying, Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. And forgive me for the times I go through life forgetting how blessed I am. We come to the contrast of the lepers. One returned, and Jesus says, Where are the nine? And maybe today the nine is is us. Are we spending enough time on our faces at his feet thanking him? Or have we enjoyed some cleansing and we've gone on our way getting back to life? It seems like that 
as soon as Jesus took care of what was bothering them, they no longer had need of him. Are we guilty like that sometimes? Oh, Lord, I'm sick. Oh, Lord, I'm going through this. Oh, it's, it's better now. Never mind. I guess I didn't need you after all. As soon as Jesus took care of what was bothering them, they didn't seem to need him anymore. Aren't we like that? Uh, what bothers me? The, the skin problem. But what bothers him? The sin problem. Boy, it bothers us, the things that bother us, but sometimes what bothers him, that doesn't bother us very much at all. One returned to thank him. Some come to Christ for what he can give them. Others come to Christ for who he is. Really, it's good to thank God for what he gives, isn't it? Thanksgiving, uh, uh, we thank God for what he gives. Uh, and, and somebody said a while ago, and it helped me, uh, uh, November, we thank God for what he gives. And December, with Christmas, we thank God for who he is. A loving father that sent his only begotten son to die in my place. Thank you, Father, for sending your son. Thank you, Jesus, for obeying your father and coming thanking God for what he gives. But we can so easily forget, don't we? Thursday, thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh, you're so good for what you give. And then the very next day, we're ready to beat down anybody that gets between me and my Black Friday deal. <laughs> I have to have it. My life won't be complete until... Weren't you yesterday just telling God how grateful you were for how complete your life was? Well, it's kind of a mode you enter into. Yeah, can we just keep that mode all year long? No, no, don't get, I'm looking. I'm like, ooh, I would like this tool. I'm looking for a deal. I'm looking, I'm looking. But again, oh God, you're, you're so wonderful and I don't need that tool. I have everything in you that I need. That one leper that returned after having been cleansed, maybe he came for the wrong reason at the very beginning, but he began to think outside of himself to who this one truly was who healed him. Now you're here today, and maybe it was, I, I, I need something from God. I need something from God, and that's, that's fine. He's got something for you. But at some point, may it grow from I need something from him to thank you for all you've given to me. I'm coming not for what I can get. I'm coming because of who you are. That's why I'm here today. Matthew Henry said this. When he saw he was healed, instead of going forward to the priest to be by him declared clean, and so discharged from his confinement. You say confinement, yes. That, that disease had become a, a prison. A prison. To be discharged from his confinement, which was what the rest aimed at, the other nine. He turned back toward him, who was the author of his cure. Whom he wished to have the glory of it before he received the benefit of it. 
before I go and enjoy this new life. I don't want the benefit before he gets the glory. He appears to have been very hearty and affectionate in his thanksgiving. Those who have received mercy from God should publish it to others that they may praise God too and be encouraged by their experiences to trust in him. He fell down on his face. He put himself in the most humble, reverent posture he could possibly have put himself into and he gave thanks so too. We ought to be speedy in our returns of praise and not defer them lest time wear out the sense of mercy. Self-centeredness leads to ungratefulness. Ungratefulness always leads to unholiness. The leprosy offended the leper, and therefore it had to be dealt with. But sin offends Almighty God. And often down here, because it offends Him, it's not that big a deal to us. Sometimes it's all about me. Master, help me. Oh, good, now I'm healthy. I'll be on my way. But when it's about him, you can return with a grateful heart. And then we receive the the real blessing. Jesus says, thy faith hath made thee whole. The Greek word behind that word whole is sozo. The same Greek word behind that verse we like to think about at Christmas time. Matthew 1.21, she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Save, the Greek word behind that, sozo, the same words. He returned in thanksgiving, and Jesus says, thy faith hath made thee whole. In thanksgiving he returned, and in thanksgiving he received the real blessing. Not only physically healed, but spiritually now. The far more important of the two. Psalm 41 verse 4 says, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Why did those ten men stop Jesus? Well, because he had a reputation for helping people. And my friend, he still does. He still has that reputation for helping people. And today you and I can still stop him. Master, have mercy on us. Grace to me, but where is the glory for him? Jesus poured out his grace upon the lepers and only one returned to make sure that glory was poured out upon him. All of them had been healed. All of them should have been on their faces before the Lord. What kind of worship does the world see from us? Leviticus 13, 46, all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled, he is unclean, he shall dwell alone, without the camp shall his habitation be. But now he was cleansed, released from the prison of his defilement. One alone returned to give thanks. Have you been released from the prison of your spiritual defilement? What should we be living like Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Not just once, continually. That is the fruit of our lips, 
giving thanks unto his name. Nine returned to their former lives. Only one returned to give thanks to the one who changed everything. Does that sound like nowadays? We said that ungratefulness leads to unholiness, didn't we? Let me read a couple of verses to you. 2 Timothy 3, uh, 3, 2. This is the passage you've been memorizing. 2 Timothy 3. Verse 2 talks about that last day's man. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Unthankful. Ungratefulness fits with all the rest of these. What about Romans 121? Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened. Jesus said, only this stranger came back. How often do the thanks come from those from whom we would least expect it? Ephesians 2.12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. We were strangers. And yet Christ brought hope to the hopeless. Colossians 1.12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Jesus seems to be making a powerful point here. It wasn't the Jews, it wasn't the spiritually privileged who came back. It was this stranger. It was the one that had less spiritual privilege. He was the one that came back. Oh, How guilty we are sometimes. So many of us have so much spiritual privilege. Even to be in this country where the gospel is able to go forth so freely in this country. We're not being put in jail because we have a Bible. Some are in this world around us. We're so spiritually privileged. And here in America we're so ungrateful. So ungrateful. Drunken on the prosperity that God has given us. We we can't find it within ourselves to spend our time on our faces at his feet saying, oh God, thank you so much. This Bible, this Bible is special to me. It's a bit tattered and and I doubt that an auctioneer would get much money for it. But it's special to me because of who gave it to me. Years ago, a Sunday school teacher, he's, he's in heaven right now. A Sunday school teacher took his class very seriously. And he set out some things and, and uh, I was able to memorize the verses and do different projects and be faithful to Sunday school through the year. And the way he taught, he brought the Bible to life. This Bible is special because of somebody who cared about me and gave it to me. We talk about intrinsic value, don't we? Like water, uh, how many of us walked right by a drinking fountain today? Uh, we, don't, we don't care much about water until you're out in the desert on day number three. 
without having any water. Suddenly there's value where there hadn't been value before. Sometimes water is valuable, sometimes it isn't. Why is this precious? Well, because of who gave it to me. And really, I think the Bible says that we should be praying every day, give us this day our daily bread. Here in America, we're surrounded by food. Ah, whatever. We, we, we're more concerned with trying to figure out ways to eat less. How blessed are we? And the truth is, when you see every morsel you put in your mouth as having come from God, this is special because of who gave it to me. Every bite you put in your mouth, if we could just learn to be grateful, we could say, this is from my creator. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Something that doesn't seem to have value has value as soon as you remember where it came from. Who it came from. Gratefulness makes us richer than the richest kings. Proverbs 15, 16 says, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Your Bible's tattered. No, it's precious to me. Can I tell you about who gave it to me? You don't have very nice clothes. No, no, these are wonderful. Let me tell you about the one who provides for my needs. Mr. Sparrow, Mr. Bird, Mr. Sparrow, it doesn't seem like you have very much. No, you have it all wrong. I'm as rich as I can be. I have a loving creator who knows and cares about my every need. Matthew 6, 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? That one returned, and Jesus did not say, Wow! Wow! You're thanking me? That's not what he said. He says, aren't there supposed to be more? And I want to ask that question today of all of us. Where are the nine? Oh, God, teach us the powerful lesson of gratefulness.